Welcome to episode four of Gain and Retain University. You have spent the last several weeks organizing your customer review system and figuring out how you want to collect feedback and what feels really good to you. And while most of your feedback has likely been great, there may be a few people that didn't have a stellar experience. And it happens to all of us. I don't want you to feel bad about it. I want you to understand that it's part of running your business. It's part of being a small business owner and putting yourself out there. And it's all about how you handle it. If you haven't had a customer who told you they had a negative or not so great experience, there definitely will be one in the future. Again, it's just part of the cost of doing business is handling customer complaints. So the customer experience holds more weight than price or product when it comes to purchase decisions. Now, this has not always been the case, but as we lean more and more into getting to know our customers really well, into building relationships, and into really selling over social media as our primary form of talking to our customers, the experience matters more to people. And that's why it's absolutely worth it to devote your time to creating an A-plus customer journey. Now, while we can spend all the time that we want on that A-plus customer journey, there's still going to be people who encounter a bump in the road. And that's okay. We're just going to figure out how can we fix it. So a person's experience with you is largely based on their personal prerogatives, perspectives, and current place in life. Even if you treated them the same way that you treat every other customer, you may not meet their needs. And while it can be hard to hear, it's also valid. Handling situations like this is what we are going to explore today. So let me start by putting a big fat caveat on this. If someone is hateful or incredibly abusive in their behavior towards you, none of what I'm going to talk about today applies. You've probably heard the saying that hurt people hurt people, and this is often the case in customer service. While you can empathize with these people and their experiences, you do not need to tolerate bad behavior. You are in control of your business, you are in control of your customer pool, and you are in control of how people speak to you. So a simple, I do not think my business is the right fit for you, and I'd like to invite you to seek blank service or product elsewhere, is all you need. You do not need justification for firing a customer. It happens sometimes. I hope it doesn't happen for you, but there's a possibility that it will come up and this is your absolute permission to execute that if you need to. Now, like I said, seeking reviews and feedback is going to result in some negative or mediocre experiences. Bad experiences are the number one reason why customers do not return to shop again. And even people who've shopped with you on repeat If somebody has shopped with you nine times and the 10th time is a bad experience, that could be enough for them to not come back again. Those nine times all of a sudden fade to the background because this one glaring problem takes over in their mind. And I think we've all experienced that probably in our own shopping or service seeking life that a bad experience will all of a sudden overshadow all of the good ones. But 
as a small business owner, you can prioritize taking care of that bad experience and then hopefully learning from it and keeping it from happening again to that person and to other people. So I'm going to share with you the method that I use for handling complaints. I've used the same method for 15 years now, and it has never failed me. And so I'm going to share it with you. If you've worked in customer service a lot, then you may have heard it before. But I think that the things that I'm going to share inside of each piece is going to be a little bit different uh, than maybe what you've been trained on in the past. So I'm going to share the BLAST method with you. And BLAST is an acronym. It stands for Believe, Listen, Apologize, Solve, and Thank. And then I like to add an extra one of follow-up, but it doesn't sound so nice with the acronym, doesn't fit. But we always add the follow-up. So the B stands for believe. I don't buy into the idea that the customer is always right. I think it's a load of garbage and it legitimizes treating you like crap or asking you to do impossible things. But what I do buy into is that the customer believes that they are right, even if you know that they are not. Since most of your feedback is coming via email, you have time to sit with this and think about why the customer feels this way. If they are upset about something, it is very easy to be flippant and say, well, that's ridiculous. I can't change that. Or there's nothing I can do about it. But you have the luxury of stepping back and thinking, why do they believe that they should send this complaint to me? Why do they believe that they are correct? Why are they upset? And you can really internalize that and put yourself in their shoes, in their position, so that you can better respond to the complaint. Empathy will take you really far here. I want to remind you that customer complaints are not personal. This is the hardest thing because small business ownership is innately personal. You work so hard on every single piece of it. And so it feels personal when someone comes and tells you that there's something wrong with their experience with your business, you feel like you did something wrong as a human being. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, the experience just wasn't what the customer expected. And you can do something to fix it. It's not personal. It's not an attack on you. It's not an attack on your values or beliefs or who you are as a human being. It's simply feedback that is going to allow you to improve your business and improve the way that you interact with your customers. The next letter is L and that stands for listen. Or in most cases for you, this is going to be read. You're not actually listening. Maybe your customers might call you on the phone, but I think most of you are protecting your phone under lock and key. You're not giving your phone number to your customers unless you are seeing them in person on a regular basis. So for you, it'll probably be via email that you're going to receive a complaint. So take time to read through what they've said without judgment. Really try to keep yourself from getting defensive or thinking about how to reply while you are reading through the email. I've been in this situation. I've handled a lot of complaints in my life. And I know that knee-jerk reaction to immediately want to jump in and either legitimize what was going on, explain what happened, explain why it happened, or to immediately solve the problem. But when a customer sends you an email, if they take the time to send you an email, 
sit with it, read through it, and really understand what is going on. When you decide to reply, and you can take time. Again, you have, it's such an advantage to get feedback via email or via one of your customer review widgets because you get to step back. Whereas if somebody calls you or they come into your location, you still can use all of these tools, but you have to react in the moment. You have to react right away. Whereas with these other methods of communication, you can take a minute, you can chill, you can calm down the rapid heart rate and the frustration, right? So when you reply, restate the problem. I don't know if you remember this or if this was something that you did in in middle school, but I remember for me in middle school, in English class, we always had to incorporate the question into our answer. So if if the question was, you know, what part of the sentence does an exclamation mark come on, then my answer would be the exclamation mark comes on this part of the sentence, right? You had to incorporate the sentence, the question into the sentence. And that is exactly what you're doing here. You're incorporating their problem that they've told you into your response. So an example of this would be, thank you for reaching out to tell me that your package arrived damaged or I appreciate you reaching out to let me know that you weren't happy with the makeup for your photo session. This acknowledgement is really going to let the customer know that you understand their problem and are willing to have a conversation with them about it. The next letter is A, apologize. Say you're sorry for whatever they're upset about. Now, as a reminder, if they're popping off on you, going crazy, calling you names, being nasty, we're not doing these things, right? We're handling it differently. We're inviting them to be successful as a customer somewhere else. But if it's a problem you can and want to solve, if it's a customer that is treating you with kindness, then let them know that you're sorry for whatever they're upset about. I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry for your experience. I apologize for the inconvenience. Or you can get more detail just depending on what the problem is. An apology is going to help disarm the customer Make them feel comfortable and communicate that you care about what is going on. Now, I know this can be hard because often if you're shipping product, often the complaint is the package arrived damaged. Well, it's very easy to say, sorry, that's not my problem. You know, once I give it to USPS, it's their their deal. So you're going to have to call them. But is that going to give the customer a good experience? Nine times out of 10, I would say no. You didn't solve the problem for them. And even though it really isn't your fault, you have the opportunity to make it right for people. You have the opportunity to exceed their expectations. You have the opportunity to take responsibility for it as a small business owner and say, you know what? I am going to make this right for you, even though it's not my fault. Now we're going to look at solving. That's S. Including your customer in the solution allows them to feel empowered and valued. How can I make this right for you is the simplest question that you can possibly ask someone. How can I make this right for you? What can I do to fix this situation? Often they will say nothing. In fact, in my experience, most of the time they will say nothing. I just wanted to let you know. 
but sometimes they will give you a solution. And it's up to you to assess whether or not that solution is going to work for you. If it's a crazy solution that is going to cost you way more money than it's worth, then maybe you'll provide an alternate solution. If they provide a solution that's really small and you want to go above and beyond, maybe you'll say, oh yeah, I would love that to do that for you. And additionally, I would also like to do this for you. So you get to use your judgment to decide here what the solution is truly going to be, but allowing your customer to feel involved is going to build their loyalty and build your relationship with them. I actually just had a customer complaint come up in my product-based business yesterday, and I got an email from a, a customer, and she said that her coffee was stolen off of her porch, and she's a, a subscriber. She uh, gets her coffee delivered to her regularly, and her package was stolen off of her porch. So before I replied, I went and looked at her account, and I saw that since she's been a customer with us, she spent all, almost $2,000 on coffee. So I had two choices here. She had already asked if I could replace it. So I didn't have to ask her what she thought the solution should be. I had two choices here. I could say, nope, I'm sorry, I can't replace it, but you can file a complaint with the post office and they will get back to you in six weeks to never. Or if you've ever filed a complaint with the post office, you know what I'm talking about. Or I could say, yeah, absolutely. I will replace your two bags of coffee. Okay. And that is exactly what I did. She had spent almost $2,000 in coffee and it was worth it to me to replace those items that were stolen so that she would stay a happy customer so that she would know that I'm willing to go that extra step for her and that she would be really happy with her experience. If I did the opposite and I told her no, likely she would have canceled her subscription. I don't know her personally, so I can't say that for sure, but I think there's a good likelihood that she would have canceled her subscription because that tells her that I'm not willing to help her, that I don't care about the problem and that my only solution is go ask somebody else. Now, I fully recognize that this is not possible in every situation. If you've created custom artwork for somebody that costs hundreds of dollars, then you can't always replace it. You know, you may not be in the financial position to replace it, but if you are and you can then do it because it is worth it. This person will probably continue to spend money on coffee with us. She will probably continue her regular subscription. And as a bonus, she will probably tell other people that, hey, my coffee got stolen off my porch, but they were so nice and they replaced it for me for free. That ended up costing us uh, about $18 to replace it. That'll probably get us another $2,000 in sales right? So it's worth it. Like I said before, part of being a small business owner is taking responsibility for the customer experience, even if it's not your fault. And this was not our fault. It was not our fault. And, you know, if you are shipping product or having product shipped from a drop shipper, encourage insurance. Insurance is a good thing to have. <laughs> it's a good way to back you up, especially if you're, that you're using something like Route where it is going to give people the opportunity to buy insurance that's actually going to work for them, whereas USPS insurance is kind of like, you never know if they're going to cover something or not. But taking responsibility for it and communicating to the customer that you really care about their, their time with you and that you value them as a customer will make a huge difference. Okay, now we've got T, which is think. 
So I've said this before, and I'm going to keep reminding you because it is so important to keep top of mind. Only 1% of upset customers actually complain. Let me say that one more time. Only 1% of upset customers actually complain. So complaint is a gift, right? It is a gift. If you have 100 upset people, which hopefully you don't, (laughs) right? But if you did, only one person is going to come to you and tell you that they're upset, right? So you've got 99 other people hanging out out here who are upset and they're not telling you. So when this one person tells you, this is incredibly generous of them. And if we can flip our mindset to think about it that way, to think about it as this is literally a present that you're handing me, this is free feedback on how to improve my business, then I think that complaint handling can become a more abundant and fun practice for us. So when somebody complains with you, it's an opportunity to improve and to strengthen, strengthen, sorry, the relationship with your customer. You can let them know that you are thankful for sharing the feedback with you and that it helps you improve your business and you appreciate it so much. A complaint handling email can be very short. It does not have to be long because you don't have to over explain yourself. You just have to communicate that you care about what they have to say. You care about creating a solution for them and you're grateful for the feedback. Okay. So the last one does not fit in with the acronym, but it's follow up. Whenever you receive a customer complaint, I really, really recommend that you follow up with that customer. As soon as you're done handling the complaint, just put a reminder in your phone to follow up with them. You can send a handwritten note if you have their address that adds a nice personal touch. You can thank them for their feedback with that note and maybe include um, a little bonus. Maybe you'll put some stickers in there, something that makes sense with your business, just to let them know that you are thinking of them. And then follow up via email a few weeks later. Check in on them and see if they used uh, whatever solution you came up with. So if you needed to give them a gift certificate or if you gave them free shipping for next time or if you gave them a free, um, maybe free sitting fee for your next photo session, whatever that is, check in with them and see if they're going to use it soon, if they have used it. Um, And also just see how they're doing. You know, just connect with them on a human being level as well. This extra touch is going to let them know that they matter and that you truly value their business as well as their feedback. Take the time to handle customer complaints and frustrations. Retention is actually better for upset people who have their problems solved than for people who never have a problem. Think about when you have an argument with your significant other or a close friend. Once you've worked through it with intention, Don't you feel closer and more loyal to that person? It's a very similar situation for your customers. Put in the time to take care of them and they will absolutely take care of you. 10 times over, they will recommend you and then your pool will just grow and grow and grow and grow. So this week, I want you to reflect on your most difficult customer complaint. If you've never had one, DM me on Instagram at jessica.guzikowski, and I'll come up with a creative option for you. I've heard them all. Believe me, I have a lot of creative ones. Someday I'll write a book. 
Then I want you to write a thoughtful email response as well as one or two ideas for solutions and DM that to me as well. This will give us an opportunity to talk it through and polish up your responses. Having this tool in your back pocket for the future is so helpful because when you receive a customer complaint and you have never handled one before and you don't know what to do, it's very easy to get flustered and and that feeling can turn into anger very quickly because you're protective of your business, you're not sure what to do next, you're frustrated, and then all of a sudden you're angry. And we don't want that to happen, right? We want you to feel empowered and equipped to handle these situations when they come up. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you deeply. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you back here next Friday. Bye.